This message comes from NPR sponsor Patreon, allowing creators to build real, sustainable income through the direct support of their fans. If you're a creator, sign up on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, and start building the steady income stream you deserve. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Stephen Thompson. This is New Music Friday, and we are looking at some of the essential albums out on October 5th. I am here with Ann Powers in Nashville. Hi, Ann. Hello. And Lars Gottrich of NPR Music here in D.C. Hi, Lars. Hello, Stephen. So we're, we're going to kick things off with the band Swearin' and the album Fall Into the Sun. So that is Grow Into a Ghost from the album Fall Into the Sun by Swearin, first album in five years. Lars, you are a fan of Swearin. I think I might have heard about this band first from you. Really? Maybe. A long time ago. Okay. Well, Swearin was a initially a band a little over a decade ago and was kind of born out of the Philly punk scene, co-fronted by Alison Crutchfield and Kyle Gilbride. And they were involved romantically. Mm-hmm. And then they were not. And <laughs> as these things go, the band breaks up. And Allison went on to not only uh, perform with her twin sister in Waxahachie, but also put out a great solo record yeah. of her own. And as time sometimes does, it you know heals some wounds or at least changes them. Mm-hmm. And the band had a discussion, what would it be like to bring Swearin back? And as somebody who also grew up in punk and as somebody who also like came out of their 20s, like who very much saw the world in black and white. And then like as I entered my 30s, those blacks and whites became a little bit grayer and a little bit more nuanced. This new record kind of does the same. It doesn't view things in terms of like he she did me wrong. It's like how did we get here and how can we come back? And so it's a little bit of a relationship record, but I think it deals more with how you relate to other people and how time changes you. I think this is a great record. It's really great to have this band back. It's a fun record. So this is Fall Into the Sun by Swearin, uh, one of the many records coming out on October 5th. we got a lot more music to get to. Next up is Cat Power with her first album in six years, Wanderer.
That's in your face from uh, it's very in your face song uh, from <laughs> from Wanderer, the new album by Cat Power. And tell me about this record. Well, it's the first record from Sean Marshall, aka Cat Power, in six years. Um, her insanely devoted fan base has been waiting f- for something new. In the interim, she's um, had a baby and also left her longtime label Matador. This album is an interesting sort of mix of elements. Sean has done a lot of things in her iconic career. She's uh, worked in the soul idiom. She's played around with electronics. And of course, she's uh, made some of the most powerful, bare bones, emotionally effective and, you know, just like intense minimalist music in indie rock as well. Um, This album shows traces of all of that while returning to a simpler form. She made the record basically by herself, self-produced, and it has some really powerful originals like the one we just heard. It also has a gorgeous cover of Stay by Rihanna. But I think what people have been longing for is just to hear that voice again and to really just sink into one of the most influential voices in any kind of music of the past 10, 15 years. Yeah, I love this record. There's this really spare and airy and mysterious quality to it as it kind of broods and searches. I mean, I I have followed her down many sonic side roads over the course of the last 20 or so years. And I really like the fact that this record feels just more intimate. And, you know, it, it has that kind of late night headphone quality that you can just get lost in. Even though it still has that quality of, uh, you know, something something self-made, something very raw in a sense, it isn't raw. It's cooked, you know? It's And, and I love how she plays with melody and plays with arrangements, even in the most simple songs here. She's a mature artist, and she's making great work. I agree completely. I love this record. So that's Wanderer from Cat Power out October 5th. Next up is an artist less like Cat Power. Yes. Uh, I can't actually (laughs) say the band's name. I think you can probably glean it from context. This is effed up with Accelerate from Dose Your Dreams.
Lars, this is... I'm giving you a tall order. What's that? Try to sum up this band in, like, a sentence. <laughs> Epped Up is a band that doesn't know how to not be not ambitious. Uh, they're ambitious, is what you're saying. <laughs> but I think you know what way. I mean. No, but I get what you're saying. There's like a... I don't know. There is kind of this weird, um, I can't control it. We can't control our yeah, artfulness yeah. about them. <laughs> so Effed Up has been, it, they're almost 20 years old by this point, which uh, I didn't realize until doing a little research today. But this is a band that has already created one rock opera. Um, <laughs> you got to have at least one in your life. They have one. <laughs> uh, they have done a, a series of 12-inch singles based around this Zodiac signs. Mm-hmm. Regular albums. <laughs> uh, a bunch of different 7-inches, blah, 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 blah. And they started as a hardcore band, but they've never been a hardcore band, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And now they, you know, I remember I talked to Damon Abraham when David Comes to Life came out in 2011, and I asked him, and I didn't include this in the essay that I wrote accompanying the, the feature, but I asked him, what the hell do you do after a rock opera? And he's like, I have no clue, man. <laughs> <laughs> and so the next record that they did was Glass Boys was not a rock opera. It was pretty much a straight ahead rock and roll record. And now they've come back with not quite a rock opera, but it is a double album, and they are returning to the title character from David Comes to Life. And you know what? I am not going to go full on into the story of David. <laughs> it's a bit, uh, it's a, it's really messy, but I'll, I'll keep it short and say that in the first rock opera, he was a uh, blue collar worker who uh, whose lover dies in an explosion. And in this uh, in Dose Your Dreams, he is now a white-collar worker. He's a desk drone, and he gets fired from his job, and he meets a mystical sorceress. Right. <laughs> you know what I like about hardcore? It's so simple and direct. <laughs> you know? I mean, at the same time, there is an enormous amount of not only ambition, but also aggression and force. And, like, you can you can enjoy their music just as, like kick-ass pummeling hard rock it's all over the place but it makes a lot of sense at the same time i kept finding new things to discover every time i listen to this record nice that's dose your dreams from effed up and another hairpin turn i'm gonna say i like to keep people (laughs) guessing let's hear the song monsters from desperate man a new album by eric church i killed my first monster when i was seven years old he melted like butter in my bathroom 60 watt bowl Kept a 37 Mac light From daddy's workshop drawer uh, Under my pillow And I'd pull it like a soul uh, Anymore when a restless feeling uh, Keeps me up at night uh, Falling on my knees Is my new turning on the light I keep my faith intact Make sure my prayers are said Cause I've learned that the monsters Ain't the ones beneath the bed The wolf hunts a hungry man And the devil a lonely heart A mind filled with bad decisions Lay hiding in the dark Great stalks, sickness steals, and pride lays a wicked track. You can't avoid them all, no. You gotta trust me on that. 
in any more a restless feeling that keeps me up at night I'm falling on my knees is my new turning on a light I keep my faith intact and make sure my prayers are set cause I've learned that the monsters ain't the ones beneath the bed we're zigging when people expect us to zag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Here's another artist who, uh, you know, delves into complicated scenarios, uh, is really musically varied, and rocks the socks off his audience. So I think they actually, I could see an Eric Church effed up double bill. I really <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'd love that. <laughs> So, so tell me about this record, because this, this comes after kind of a stretch of where, where he's been in the headlines. Yeah, well, Eric Church, really the gold standard for mainstream country in a lot of ways. You know, he's he's been around for a while. Um, he makes hit records. He wins, you know, industry awards. And he also sticks to his guns as far as the uh, integrity and quality of his songwriting, his production. Eric Church is also known for his amazing live shows. Some people would compare him to Springsteen in terms of his uh, connection with his audience. In fact, he even has a song called Springsteen, so I guess he himself would compare himself to Springsteen. One of Eric Church's tours brought him right up next to tragedy. You remember last year, the Country Music Festival in Vegas, it's almost exactly a year ago, actually, where a shooter took the lives of, of many people in the audience. And Eric Church was part of that festival. It it really gave him pause. It's had him rethinking his politics, his stances on things. And also, he had a terrible scare this year, a medical scare, where he had a blood clot and almost died. So Eric Church has had a heavy year, and, and that's represented in, in Desperate Man. Uh, but what I think makes this record really notable is how it is is just right up there with the rest of his work as continuing the legacy of great country music in every way. And let me outline that for you. It deals with uh, some common themes in country music, including family, morality, also drinking, uh, rambling, all those themes, but in incredibly artful ways. It is musically really rich, taking from rock and roll and soul and classic Merle Haggard style country music. And at the center of it is this really interesting personality that Eric Church has uh, communicated through his music. You know, a guy who, let's be honest, he's a macho guy, you know, but he's also sensitive. Uh, not in a corny way, though. He's willing to show his faults. He struggles with, uh, you know, how to be a great family man. He has an interesting relationship to faith. And we hear that all in the song Monsters that we just heard, you know, where he's singing about kind of a typical story for him, what it was like for him as a child to confront fear, how now that he's a man, um, he confronts it in different ways. So this is what I love about Eric Church. He, he does what I have always loved in country music. He dwells right in the heart of daily experience and he frames it in a way that is authentic and that's a word I absolutely despise yeah. <laughs> but I think it works for Eric yeah I agree completely I mean I appreciate that this is a guy who is brimming over with things to say and, yeah. and you know and and I, I I appreciate that and you know I think he's a I think he's a a, a great artist 
So that's Desperate Man from Eric Church. Uh, We've got a few more albums to talk about for this week's New Music Friday, but first we do need to take a short break. We will be right back. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from the Lagunitas Brewing Company, helping bands reach more ears through beers. Because the perfect soundtrack for music is a fine ale. Hear more at Lagunitas.com. Hey, it's Jesse from Bullseye. Jack Black and Kyle Gass are back as Tenacious D, mature, sophisticated masters at the peak of their craft. Feels like we're, hey, you know what? It feels like hey. we're finally grown up. Yeah, grossed up. We're finally all grossed up, Gage. New episodes every Monday on Bullseye. It's New Music Friday from All Songs Considered. I'm Stephen Thompson here with Lars Gottrich and Ann Powers, and we are looking at some of the best and most notable albums out on Friday, October 5th. We're kicking off the second half of our show with Tunde Olanaran and his new album, Stranger. Running through your city, headphones banging, new phone banging, whole club banging. Running through your city, headphones banging, new phone banging. So that's I'm Here from Tunde Alanaran, uh, whose new album Stranger comes out on October 5th. I am a huge fan of this guy. I absolutely fell in love with his music from his 2015 debut, Transgressor, uh, particularly the song Namesake, which to me is just one of the best jams I've heard in years. And this record kind of picks up where it left off. He is a, uh, he's from Flint, Michigan. He's based in Detroit. He's a singer, a rapper, an activist, a producer, a choreographer, hyphen after hyphen after hyphen. He is a, he is a visionary. He is an entrepreneur. And he sings these songs, puts together these kind of whiz-bang productions in which he sings these songs about uh, self-reliance and boldness and vulnerability and ambition. He, he leans into uh, being a kind of inspirational figure. And if you've ever seen his live performance, he has you know, dancers with him. I think he is wonderful. And I love the way he mixes a sense of purpose with a sense of play. That is Tunde Olanaran. His new album, Stranger, comes out Friday. Uh, Next up, a band from Philly called Me Without You. Right and wrong is a feeling 
So that is the very lengthily titled song, Julia, parentheses, or Holy to the Lord on the Bells of Horses, uh, from an album called Untitled by the band Me Without You. Now, Lars, you brought this one uh, to our attention. I know you're a fan of this band. I think my theme this week is punks who don't make punk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had Swearing, we had Effed Up, and now we have Me Without You. And Me Without You is also a band that's been around almost 20 years, yeah. uh, speaking of other bands with longevity. And Me Without You has always approached punk with kind of like a painterly passion. And that's kind of manifested somewhat in kind of a bifurcated catalog of like heavier, more identifiably punk and hardcore stuff, but also like some very meditative indie rock. And Untitled kind of forges these two identities with an intensity that kind of like drips those those textures and the thick breaststrokes of punk but all kind of swirls it together on canvas. And yes, I am making uh, painting metaphors because the album cover is a painting. Hey, Lars, they have a like a spiritual side, right? Weren't right. they originally on Tooth & Nail, the Christian label? Ah, you're exposing my roots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Me Without You originally got its start on uh, Tooth & Nail Records, which is a uh, a faith-based uh, rock label out of Seattle. and A great one, by the way. And a really great one. Yeah. Many so. amazing records. And is about to actually celebrate its 25th year as a label. Wow. And... You know, Aaron Weiss, he is the, the, the main vocalist and the lyricist uh, for this band. And he comes from a very interesting background. His parents were uh, both Jewish and Muslim, but they converted to Christianity. So he grew up in this household with many iterations and understandings of God. And that's reflected in his lyrics. And his lyrics are always pretty oblique and can sometimes be hard to puzzle. But this record in particular, just like reading the lyrics on a page without even listening to the music, it reads like this metaphysical screenplay <laughs> on like hmm. that muses on the mysteries of relationships, existence, and God. It's very fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot Man. going on. He's been hanging out with, they've been hanging out with Effed Up, I guess. <laughs> there <laughs> <Getting> you go. <laughs> Yeah, I like this record a lot. I mean, I appreciate I, I appreciate like what we talked about with Effed Up, a, a big, ambitious, uh, thematic swing. You know, there's a, there's a lot to uh, unpack. The album is called Untitled from the band Me Without You. Uh, next up, man, Lars, we are just... <laughs> We're just it's it's a Lars week. It's a it's a Larsian week. <laughs> I learned so much during Lars week. Good. <laughs> Let's hear a little bit of uh, of the album Electric Messiah by the band High on Fire. That's Electric Messiah from the album Electric Messiah by another band celebrating its 20th anniversary, High on Fire. Uh, Lars, tell us. 
Matt Pike has had an extremely busy year. Uh, Matt Pike is the guitarist and vocalist of High and Fire, but he's also the guitarist for Sleep, the stoner metal band. And they put out a record on 420 this year called The Sciences. (laughs) (laughs) But this is a band that ushered heavy metal into the 21st century. High and Fire, they've been chugging out like really great record after record for the last 20 years and I think Electric Messiah is right up there with them. The title of the record comes from a dream that Matt Pike had about Lemmy from Motorhead kind of giving him bowl about like stealing his sound and his like his voice and stuff like that. So Matt Pike was kind of self-deprecating about it and decided to call the record Electric Messiah. And the song Electric Messiah is about Lemmy but there's also like a mini rock opera about ancient Sumerian culture <laughs> and you know time out what is going on with you this week Lars? <laughs> I, I just I want to point out screenplays I want to point out a country record I just want to say okay <laughs> I want to point out that you can't see this and Lars who's been talking about effed up and high on fire is currently sitting in the studio wearing a Mariah Carey t-shirt <laughs> Lars go, go, go on I contain the I thought he would be wearing a glittery robe and a wizard's cap <laughs> Anyway, I can't recommend this High and Fire record enough. It's his most clear-eyed record that he's made in a while. Uh, Matt Pike has been sober for the last few years, and you can really tell it in his vocal Mm -hmm. performance. He sounds great, and I've seen him perform with Sleep and High and Fire in recent years. I've never seen him play better. Like, I think him putting down the bottle has been maybe one of the best things he's done in a while. It's a great record. So that's Electric Messiah from the band High on Fire. Uh, We've got one more record we're going to get to, but let's do a quick lightning round because there's actually a lot of records coming out on October 5th. Uh, I just saw the movie A Star is Born opening that day and the soundtrack. Once you see this film, you will probably be interested in its soundtrack. It is Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper working within a number of different genres, including uh, several gigantic show-stopping power ballads that you will be humming all the way home. Uh, That's fun. And also a new record from Adrian Lenker, uh, who's best known as the lead singer of Big Thief, a band that has certainly been talked about at length on this show uh, and elsewhere. Wonderful band. This is kind of a collection of her quieter songs, and I, I, I hope it doesn't get lost. Lars, how about you? I'm looking forward to the new record by Cursa Vitriola. I did a big interview and feature with uh, its frontman Tim Kasher. It kind of returns back to like the angst and vitriol of like early cursive records. So if you're into that sound of that band, uh, I highly recommend that. There's a new record by the Richmond doom metal band, uh, <laughs> Windhand. Uh, sure. That is called Internal Return. All their records are great. I recommend them every single time. And I'm also uh, excited about the Nathan Bowles record. Uh, he's a claw hammer banjo player. And uh, I think this is one of his most uh, ambitious works. It's called Plainly Mistaken. So that's Nathan Bowles, B-O-W-L-E-S? Yes. Nice. And how about you? Well, uh, a record that kind of snuck up on me is this one by Molly Birch. It's called First Flower. She is a jazz-trained vocalist, uh, and the record has... It's part of a thing I'm hearing happening now that I think is this weird return of the influence of Chris Isaac, (laughs) which I'm always behind. So this Molly Birch record has a little bit of that sultriness and that take-you-into-its-world quality that Chris Isaac's music at its best has, but from a, a woman's perspective. I really like it. It's called First Flower by Molly Birch. Great. 
So our last uh, record this week, Phosphorescent, uh, the song C'est La Vie Number no. 2 from an album called C'est La Vie. I wrote all night Like the fire my words could burn a hole up to heaven I don't ride all night burning holes up to heaven no more Once again, that is C'est La Vie number two from Phosphorescent. There is just something about this band's music. I think it's a perfect one to go out on. There's just this gentle kind of amble to it, but it's not boring. There's kind of this sense of beatific calm in Matthew Houck's music. Uh, he's like the guy you actually want to sit next to at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew and I both moved to Athens, Georgia at the same time, and we both left Athens, Georgia at the same time, and it's been interesting to see his music grow and take different shapes and forms over the last, gosh, is that also 20 years I think it might be. (laughs) (laughs) And this record in particular, it's nice to hear him kind of happy. Yeah. You know? He he has a family now, and his uh, partner plays in the band with him. You know, he's part of that that new wave of Southern rock that I think kind of came in the wake of My Morning Jacket. So, you know, you have him, you have his golden messenger. It's a sound, you know. You have Raylan Baxter, who I love, who's out of Nashville. It's a very southern thing and and you know, in his case an Alabama thing. I can't have you claim him for Georgia. He is from Alabama. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Well that's Roll it. Tide. <laughs> Go dogs! <laughs> all right, all right, enough out of both of you. That's, that's C'est La Vie from Phosphorescent closing out New Music Friday. A reminder to tell your friends about the program. Follow me on Twitter at I Dislike Steven. You can find Anne at Ann K. Powers and Lars at Total Vibration. To see a list of the albums we talked about, check out the podcast description for this episode or go to npr.org slash allsongs. You can hear full versions of the songs we featured from these records and a whole lot of other great releases in the New Music Friday playlist from NPR Music, including... Uh, Rodney Carmichael recommended to me the new album by T.I. that comes out Friday. Most people haven't heard it. He has. It's called Dime Trap. He loves it. So go to npr.org slash Spotify or open the Spotify app and search for NPR Music. Big thanks to Ann Powers and Lars Gottrich. I'm Stephen Thompson. We will see you back here next week.